CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Heron, and this week we rewatch seasons one of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette through The Bachelor Goat. And then I got to talk to Amanda Marsh, who won season one of The Bachelor. It was a throwback for the ages. She is so sweet. She had so much intel. She gave me more information on Alex Marsh, I mean, Alex Michelle, than Chris Harrison gave the world. So you have to stay tuned for that. But before, of course, we have to break down some of the biggest news and biggest moments from the night. So I have Us Weekly Senior Entertainment Editor, Emily Longaretta with me. Hello, Emily. Hello. Wow, I can't wait to listen to your interview with with her. I'm so excited. I'm telling you, she gave me more information than Chris Harrison got. I'm, well, I'm Chris just very... didn't have much. <laughs> Which, I mean, let's just jump right into that. I actually have been enjoying these Bachelor Goat things, but Chris Harrison is... I don't know what's going on. Like, they're just leaning in a little too much with one that we don't know the answer to the questions he's asking. Like, who's yeah, Peter been hanging out with? Uh, <laughs> or we, he doesn't know the answer to the question he's asking. Like, where's Alex Michelle? My thing with Alex Michelle was that he said, we reached out many times. And then he said, we're not able to find him. Like, wh- which one is it? Did you reach out or were you, could you not find him to reach out? Right. How do you reach out if you don't have a contact to reach out to? That's an interesting question. What came first, the chicken or the egg? (laughs) But I mean, and I've been enjoying them too. I think it's a really nice reflective time to watch. And I wouldn't mind watching every season condensed into three hours. I'm totally fine with that. But yeah, I I think it's so, so interesting. The Alex Michelle question in general that he, we know that he worked for match.com and like princess cruises afterward, but that was about it. And then we don't know. I, I mean, apparently some people know, but I'm curious because like as reporters, we've like, you know, searched up people. I imagine that ABC has a big enough team that they could have tracked him down. Yeah. I mean, he clearly made the choice to kind of disassociate with the franchise, which I thought was interesting. And I spoke to Amanda about because he didn't at first, like he did lean into the, like you said, match.com, the the cruises, like he, before it was like, you could be an influencer from the show. He kind of did a version of that, which more power to him. Like, how do you not? Totally. And now he's so removed. She did tell me he is married, which was like the big question. Because if you look on the internet, every single story, including the one I wrote until I updated it after I spoke to her was, he appears to be single. It's unclear. So like, there's no update. But now I know that he's married and has kids. So there you go, Chris Harrison. I have your answer. He's happily married. Apparently you should work for ABC's research team. I know. And then even Amanda, everyone's update is that she, you know, is married to her childhood friend and has a daughter. 
they're divorced. She's engaged to someone else. Whoa. (laughs) Breaking all the news on here. I know. And she told me that they interviewed her fiance, but it just didn't make the cut. Oh, okay. Well, that's a whole nother thing of what made the cut on this episode. (laughs) That's okay. We had too much Demi and Nicole being pretending to be Joan Rivers and not enough of these actual contestants. I wanted to hear like even more from the girls who were on the first season. Like, I feel like he did a good, a good few good clips, but like they have just so much insight into what this show was like in 2002. That was so long ago. A hundred percent. I don't really, the whole like Demi and Nicole thing, I think is funny, but also like, we're all doing that on Twitter. We're all looking at their fashion and commenting on it, you know, on Twitter, on a group text or whatever. Like I didn't need to see all of that. I think I much rather would see more of what you said. Like that was a literal different lifetime ago. The show was so different then. I want, I definitely would want to see more from like the girls and we're now looking back how they feel. So my biggest takeaway from watching the episode was that the more things are different, they really are the exact same. Because okay, <laughs> there was a limo, there was a mansion, there were hot tubs, there was, can I steal you for a sec? There was, I'm not here to make friends. There was date cards. The only thing that was different was that the suits are tighter and they actually eat the food. Except Chris Harrison's suit, which was like five times too big. No, I mean, the suits are tighter now oh, oh, than oh, they were yes. then. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, the the food was obviously like the big thing for me that like they were allowed to eat then, which is funny to me and that they never like say, well, what we saw, like, I think I'm falling in love with you. Right. It was much more tame. Yes, absolutely. But you're right. I mean, the main things were there from the start, which I think is, is a testament to the show that like they had a vision from the beginning and they've just continued that, but obviously with updating with the times. (laughs) I can't believe it worked though. Yeah, exactly. It's really, really crazy. Like, I just can't. uh, Yeah, I can't believe it either. It's insane to me. Because the other shows that are still on like that, because you've watched Survivor and Big Brother for years, right? Like, do you remember the first like early seasons of those shows? Are they super different now? Completely different. Survivor, especially actually, I guess, because they also didn't show the things that they would show now. A lot of, you know, editing has been done. But yeah, completely different. A lot of the formats are different. A lot of the gameplay is different. So that's with those kind of shows. I mean, sometimes they need to evolve, but something that like Chris Harrison said before too, like if it isn't broke, don't fix it. And I guess because bachelor worked from the beginning, I mean, so many people, so many people watched Trista's wedding that like, why would they make any changes? That was the other thing. They loved those humble brags. It's like 20 million people <laughs> tuned in. Like, yeah, because it was 2003 and there was nothing else to do. It was literally the only thing on TV. <laughs> That was that was something else. I love that. Oh, I mean, listen, I love this show, obviously. That's why I'm here. But sometimes they love to pat themselves on the back. Sometimes, all the time. They always like to. It's hysterical. Chris Harrison especially, which, you know what? If I had that kind of confidence, I'd be a, probably a better person. So kudos to them for having it. <laughs> totally. Another one of my favorite parts was the promo for The Bachelor, A True True Love Story. Like they aired the promo from 2002. I could not. It was hysterical to me because what a different, I mean, put it next to the bachelor, the virgin bachelor. And let's talk about the differences. That's true. That's something that we can definitely say. The marketing has changed and their willingness to admit that they're hiring, not um, most eligible bachelor in America has changed. Cause that was another thing. I was like, this guy has two degrees. He had a job. He was 31. He was emotionally stable as far as we saw. Right. It was like such a big deal that the person was like a huge catch, like not someone that you could meet at a bar because he's out of everyone's league. 
Whereas now, not that I'm, not that I'm, you know, putting down Colton or Peter or any of them, but now it's like, well, this guy's been dating for a while and it's not working. So let's give this a try. That you're right. That's totally more the angle. It's like, they've tried everything else. Why not the bachelor? <laughs> Versus before it was like, they are such a catch that we're saving him for you. Yeah, exactly. Now. Yeah. The biggest, and that's what you said, like the bachelor that like people want, because I mean, that used to be like the eligible bachelor was like the thing people would say then, but that's not the way it is now. Now it's, he was available and available to film at this time. Yeah. <laughs> Which is one thing I am excited about with Matt James is that we're at least getting a fresh start. Totally. Someone who seems to, you know, he works in charity. He does have a college degree. He was working before this. He clearly has a flexible job where he can take off, but it's not like someone we watched, you know, fail miserably trying to win someone else's heart. Like I, I'm ready for the fresh start. I think it's going to give us something extra. Totally. Me too. And I think it's also good to say that his career isn't an influencer. Yes. He's become that now because of what happened and everything, but he had such a bigger, like he had a, like you said, like got a degree and started this nonprofit and like did these things that were like real things in his life before. And even Claire, I mean, obviously she's been on like a thousand of these shows, but it's been a hot minute and she is 39 years old and runs a hair salon or has been working for a long time in the beauty industry. Like she has an established career also. And there's just something to be said for setting you up for much more success if you can go back to real life and try to make it work. Yeah. And I think that's also these people that she will be meeting. It's like for her, she's not messing around. She's going to be able to tell if you're on there to get famous on Instagram. That's not her deal. So maybe we have some hope to bring back this 2002 magic in 2020, but (laughs) time will only tell. As far as we know, any day now, Claire will be quarantined in a hotel waiting to meet her 25 Prince Charming. So, Which I also found interesting that they showed a preview that was like, you can still apply to be on Claire's season. And it's like, can you? Because it's about to start. So I don't think you can still apply. I don't think so either. Do you think they're just like messing with us or they didn't want to re-record the promo that they already 100%, did? Yes, a hundred percent. They're like, we still have this. Let's not waste the money or time. Oh my God. Well, the other thing I noticed from Alex Michelle's season was they even had it right down to Rhonda, the aggressive one. The fact that the, on season one, someone said, I'm not here to make friends and coined the here for the right reasons, like that whole thing just blows my mind that people were already thinking that way. Yeah. I mean, I think that that was not obviously part of bachelor plan when the show started and they saw that and were like, Oh my gosh, this is gold. And then they needed to like keep repeating it over and over again, because sometimes you can tell when it's genuine, especially in the early seasons that it's genuine, that people actually feel that way. And they're saying it where other times it's like, maybe the producers are telling them to say it. So it's definitely interesting to see that that's something that stuck from day one. And like that clearly was not a plan to begin with. So I I liked seeing that. I loved seeing the thing that started it all. The lingo. Yes. I agree. And watching this woman have a meltdown because she was sent home just made me laugh because nowadays you never know, like, are they crying because they're worried about how they're going to come off on TV? Are they crying because they're not going to hit a million Instagram followers? They didn't make it far enough. Are they trying to get on paradise or they campaigning for the bachelorette? These people didn't even think the show was going to air. So this woman, we know for a fact, was genuinely just upset that Alex Michelle didn't want to marry her after like a week. Genuinely heartbroken. I don't know if we ever see genuine heartbreak anymore. Because like you said, there are so many other reasons these people could be crying at the end now. Whereas this, that's heartbreak. (laughs) Totally. And even Shannon Icon, she like snapped at him. And then in his voiceover, he was like, if only she would stop being mad at me all the time, it would be great. Like Alex Michelle was kind of funny. So funny. I think he was so underrated as 
how entertaining it was. I'll be honest, I didn't watch his season when it aired. And now I want to go back and watch the full season, which I assume is the the whole point of doing this so that people will go back and watch. But I'm very curious because I was kind of entertained by him. I agree. I had I didn't see it either. And I thought it was really interesting. And even I was talking to Amanda about this. I'm like, she's you were so progressive with being so pro-sex and putting yourself out there. And she was sort of laughing. But I was like, you and Trista both were these confident, awesome women. And it made me even more in, interested in the fact that they, that's kind of who they used to look for. And Amanda making it so far. And if the social media was around now, like how she would have been taken. There was a, it made me just think a lot when I was watching yeah. that. I absolutely agree. I loved the confidence of the girls. I think on both sides, Trista obviously is like ABC hit it out of the park, making her the first bachelorette because she was just all around such a good person. But yeah, I think that that's great. And I think that Trista kind of commented on that when she was speaking that there was this double standard that girls have to be like floozies and all this stuff. They really have done a pretty good job of finding women who are like strong, powerful women who just want love. That's so true. I mean, they the editing can do what it what it wants to do for, you know, whether it's the lead or the contestants, whatever you want to say about that. But when you see the group of women that have been the bachelorette specifically and how they've come together and one half of them are still with their guy, whether that like means it's good or bad, whatever you want to say, but a lot of them are still with the guy they chose. Two, they're all close with each other. And three, just the way they've like carried themselves in their careers, they're all smart, gotten very far great women. As far as we know, there's no really outliers of, oh, this, this chick was a bust or they didn't pick someone who was just there to be, like you said, like Trista said, floozy. They all have established themselves as strong women, which means they probably were to begin with, which means ABC does want that, which is nice to think about. Yeah. It's a nice reminder. I remember when Claire's cast was announced, it was all these young guys and a lot of people, including myself, was disappointed that it's like, okay, these are going to be a bunch of young guys that are trying to get famous, trying to be something different than actually find love. So it's like, it did remind me that, okay, from the beginning, the show was looking for like real people that were doing that. So that's good. And... Trista and Ryan say it all. They are still so freaking cute. When I was rewatching, I'm obsessed with them. I mean, she had men writing songs for her. He was writing poems for her. They are still so in love. She was like tearing up seeing him over FaceTime. Like, I I mean, thank God that they are our golden couple because they are perfect. Right. <laughs> I mean, exactly. They are. It, it really does work out. And I think it's a testament to the show. But I think it's also the show got lucky that this main couple is still one, they still want to be involved with Bachelor Nation, unlike Alex. And two, she got her fairy tale. She literally got the exact thing she was looking for with someone that wanted to find have a family and live this life and out of the spotlight, but still letting people in when they need to. And I just think that they really hit it out of the park with them. Even the proposal felt different. It felt like there were no cameras around. They could not stop looking at each other. They were looking into each other's souls with all these flowers around. It was so much more genuine than we usually, than we see now. It was just pure. Yes. Because now, even now we hear about it after like, oh, we had to film it three times where it's like, I don't think then that was even an option. They were like, oh my gosh, this is a real proposal. We have to capture it. You know what I mean? It wasn't. And it was very clear that that's what they did was capture this moment of pure love. It's also, I think they, yeah, they try to do too much. So it's because they have to film it several times because they're on a helipad with like poor Rachel Lindsay had all that wind like 
going crazy. They don't, they were doing too much. They were just at the mansion or I don't even know where they were, but they had the beautiful setup with the candles and the flowers. And it was just two people talking to each other. And it felt like the cameras weren't even in the room. And yep. I can't remember the last time, honestly, maybe it's because we just watched it last week, but Jordan and Jojo kind of gave me a similar vibe, those two. And at the time I didn't think they were going to make it. And I thought it was a joke, but now that I've seen how genuine they are and watching that back, knowing that they're still together, it, that actually felt pretty pure too. Like they were so excited. I would also say Sean and Catherine's because for me, that stands out to me as one. And I think more than the proposal, it's like the wedding stood out to me so much that it was like, they were just so excited to be with each other. But again, it is rare now. I mean, you and I are struggling to pull specific ones when there's been how many seasons now. So it's insane that now it, it is, it doesn't, I hope that they can somehow bring back that genuine true love aspect of it so hopefully we'll see in these next two seasons since they are so different than the past seasons fingers crossed well our most recent breakup of course was colton underwood and cassie randolph and cassie was on bachelor goat to quote unquote explain or reveal why they broke up which she did not to put it plainly (laughs) she did not explain much at all I give Chris Harrison props for asking multiple times in multiple different ways. And I give her props for saying, once again, I'm not going to go into detail about it. I am a little bit confused why she went on Go to begin with. She already posted last week on Instagram about, you know, having a hard time with a breakup because she's still going through it. So I'm not sure what the point of going on was. I totally agree. Because I mean, we can look at it from the interviewer or the journalist perspective and say that we can't fault Chris Harrison for asking and pushing. Like that is what people want to hear from her, whether, you know, that's a nice thing to say or not. Like, I'm not saying that that's all there is to her, which was her point. And they could have balanced it out. Maybe if she gave them the answer they wanted, they would have thrown in some more stuff about what else she's been doing. Maybe they wouldn't have. I don't, I think it was kind of a no win for her. So I'm with you. I'm a little confused why she decided to do it. She looked great. She looked absolutely stunning, which she always does. So that's not surprising to me, but I thought it was a little bit odd. I am curious how much was cut out of it because some of it did seem a little bit back and forth. Even in the very beginning when she said, I don't know if I want to talk all about the breakup. And I was curious, like, was that even part of film for them? Was that when they said they were rolling or was that like before that even began? Mm. It was, I don't know. A lot of it was very strange to me that Chris Harrison did his job by asking a bunch of times, but no, I mean, I, I, I kind of think that she it didn't look good to go on. I think it's, she talked a lot about on her Instagram about how she wanted to live this breakup as it was real life and not, you know, just because it's in the spotlight doesn't mean it's not real emotions and this, this, this. So it's like, then why, then why go on and talk about it? So she of course has taken to Instagram again after she was probably flooded with messages of people accusing her of exposing some big tea about Colton, probably because people saw the promo or maybe saw some headlines and clearly didn't watch the clip because if they watched the clip, they would have no reason to be upset with her if they're Colton (laughs) fans. Because again, she didn't say anything. All she did was deny that quarantine had anything to do with it and COVID had anything to do with it, which I believe, but also it is kind of weird that it came two months after. Maybe that like delayed the breakup, like they were having issues, but then the focus was making sure Colton got better. And they, like you said, brought them together because they were spending so much time together with her family and her home. And maybe it felt like it just prolonged something because they were so happy, not happy because he was sick, but they had so much family time. Right. And she even said that that part like actually made them closer because they were with her entire family. So it's like that obviously would because you're not just the two of you. It's all of you together. Then why did they break up after they got so close? We don't know. However, world's greatest mystery. 
World's greatest mystery. I mean, I solved where's Alex Michelle, so maybe I can solve this one. <laughs> so Cassie took to her Instagram story before it even aired on the West Coast. She was already fed up and she said, Okay, so I'm a little irritated about a few things right now. Just watch the Bachelor interview that aired and I feel like I'm speaking to no one. I've said this a million times. You guys cannot judge something that you know is edited and know nothing about. There's so much more that I talk about in that interview other than our relationship. I went on there telling them that I didn't want to talk about it and I wouldn't talk about it. We talked about my tattoo. We talked about reminiscing on Chris's season, which was the whole point of going on. We talked about school. Believe it or not, there's so much more to me than just my past relationship. And I think that's why I'm annoyed. It's just ridiculous how people can make assumptions on things they know nothing about. I mean, I don't blame her for saying all this. I I get it because you can tell as someone who's on this side of the industry, you can tell that it was very edited. But again, at the same time, as interesting as her life is, not that it's not, people want to know about her relationship. I hate to say it, but that's what The Bachelor is about. So she kind of had to know this going on that they were going to be doing that. I, it, does, it does surprise me if she said ahead of time she didn't want to talk about it. Uh, it does surprise me that they didn't show any other questions. Yeah. Because <laughs> it did make it look like, okay, she came on to just say nothing. Whereas if there were all these other topics, like why not at least ask one of them, like how her school was doing or what she thinks of Trista sees it, whatever it is that the other, other stuff they asked. I mean, they could have kept one thing in. Totally. Cause the more that I think about it, as I've watched every single one of these, even with Kaylin and Dean, they asked Kaylin for advice for Claire. Like what would Kaylin have to say to Claire? She's never been right. the lead on the show. She doesn't know Claire. She's a decade younger than Claire playing house with Dean. She has no reason to give advice to Claire Crowley about how to be the bachelorette, but Cassie, who has been in a bachelor relationship and in this spotlight, and not again, wasn't a lead, but did win the show was in, you know, might even be a little more qualified to give advice to Claire. And we didn't even get that question to air, which again, we don't even need the answer to, but so weird. Yeah. I mean, I I totally understand why she was frustrated. I, I absolutely get it at the same time, once again. And I said this after she posted her Instagram, that was very much, you know, about the editing and things like that. If she already had a problem with the editing, don't go back on the show. (laughs) I know. I mean, that also takes it back to, we've talked to Colton. The interview is on this podcast. He's told us and said to everyone many times that he's kind of putting the franchise behind him. The book was sort of his way to close that chapter and write about it and reflect on it and then move on from specifically The Bachelor ABC. Now, will that change? Who knows? It's his prerogative if he decides, you know, still be associated with the show. He's always going to be associated with the show, whether he tries to or not. So I would understand maybe leaning into it sometimes. So I'm not saying that. However, at this point in his state of mind, we know that he is kind of trying to distance himself. So then for her to try to use this as the opportunity to establish that there's more to her, I think the way you should do that is by doing anything that doesn't have The Bachelor in the title. Exactly. And she has like a following already on social media. Her sister has a following. They have like a YouTube channel. Do that. If you want to talk about your life, like go on your YouTube channel and talk about it. Use your platform. You know, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. I, it does, it just baffles me a little bit. And talking about Colton, I think I could see down the line Colton being the kind of, kind of the same way that Trista is. Whereas She's very private and not living in LA and not living, you know, sharing every moment, but she shares the big things. And she, you know, if Chris Harrison calls and asks her to do something, she'll join in. I don't know if he'll want to do that eventually, because as we know from that interview, he did feel a a little bit sour about some of the edits that he got as well. So I can imagine that he's probably not thrilled with Cassie going on. 
But of course, he hasn't spoken out since the split. He's been very quiet about everything and kind of, I assume, just wants to do his own thing at this point. Yeah. I mean, like you said, she does have a YouTube channel. She has a following. If she wants to explain why she got her tattoo, does she need to do that on ABC? (laughs) Probably not. So girlfriend, I also would like to, you know, if I was her friend, I would probably tell her to stop even feeding into it. Like I don't, I can't, I I don't know what it's like. I can never understand what she's feeling, what Colton's feeling, what any of these people feel when they do get bombarded with these messages. I've said it a thousand times. There's a difference between giving funny commentary or holding someone accountable, even if they do something wrong versus just attacking them for no reason and tearing down their self-worth and acting like you're better than them when you're not. However, you got to have a little bit of tough skin. And it's almost like she's feeding the beast by going on the show, then reacting to her on the show, posting the Instagram. It's I Part of me admires her transparency and I get it. She's working through it. Another part of me is like, you're just asking for people like us to talk about it, for other people to have something else to pick you apart on. Like maybe just avoid again anything with the word bachelor in the title yeah I mean just take the higher road and if you're not if you're upset with it that's fine but once again I you know I know that she kind of spoke about this on Instagram you know what you're signing up for you know that this is a dating show and that your life is going to change if you win and if or if you make a splash on the show and continue being in the spotlight it's a double-edged sword and I get that but that is a choice that she made so ultimately not, not that it's okay for anyone who's giving her hate or death threats or any of that stuff. That's extremely not okay. Um, but for her to be upset about the edit the first time, okay. But now three times later, you're still upset about the edit, but you're still going on. Not smart. Not smart. <laughs> Speaking of couples that we don't know the answers to, I just want to give a quick Becca and Garrett update because I've been doing everything I can to figure out what's going on between these two. You I don't are, really have- you are You have your investigator hat on. I really do. And I, I understand that it's their right to, you know, work this out privately, but they do post a lot on their Instagram stories about what they're doing. So I'm just a curious person who watches and takes notice. And I know that she is in Minnesota spending time with her family and he is in California, I believe spending time with his family. They were spent 4th of July apart. She's been there for over a week. I know for a fact. And he has been with his family. He's been with his friends a lot. He was on like a bachelor party. He was like fishing. He's got a lot going on. But then she threw a wrench in my plan that they were taking time apart when she commented on his Instagram. Not that my plan, my theory that she, yeah, I don't have a plan. I'm not trying to break these guys up. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. She commented on his Instagram of his nephew. I just want to pinch those cheeks. So they're clearly not on horrible terms. Maybe they, she just said, I wanted, you know, a breather. I'm going to go spend some time with my mom, my family. She has the dog with her. And maybe there's not that much else into it. She, you know, did openly say that they were working through things and she doesn't know what the future holds. And I think it's kind of telling to then take off for over a week without your significant other to visit your family. But, you know, they're clearly on some sort of decent terms if she's commenting on his pictures. Okay. And here's my feedback as someone who is like a little bit of an outsider of this. I agree that it's a little bit sketchy after what she said to be separated, but I've been quarantined away from my boyfriend of six years for almost four months and like we're fine (laughs) so I think that sometimes we're in completely great a great spot and I'm like oh I'm gonna go home and see my parents for the weekend and he doesn't come with me because like he has xyz going on so I think that sometimes it may just be that she wanted to go see her family for the fourth he wanted to hang out with his family and they're like okay we'll see you you know I'll see you in a week but because she put it out there publicly that they weren't in the greatest position, of course, there is something to look into there. 
Okay. I appreciate that perspective for sure. That's true. And again, like I said, it's only been a week. It's not like she's even four months has been gone. Maybe there's people reading into your relationship status and we just cleared up that rumor. Totally. (laughs) Um, People like me. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with these two. I think time will tell. Like it's going to present it. It's going to figure itself out. We're going to, if she stays in Minnesota a lot longer, or if you know, they haven't posted about each other in months. She does have her podcast with Rachel. I'm sure she'll address it eventually, which makes me think also the answer is still just, we don't know. We're working through it. There is no answer. So that's the conclusion I drew. I will be watching. So if there's any breaking updates on, you know, where the dog is now, who's spending time with the dog, if Becca's commenting on any other photos, you will find out on this podcast. But with that, I want to introduce my interview with Amanda because I think it was really fun and she gave us a lot of insight and she's just super sweet and it was interesting to hear from someone who won the show back in 2002. So here is Amanda Marsh. How are you feeling with all of this bachelor goat coming back into your life? <laughs> my emotions have been a little all over the place. You know, the, the very first call that I received that they were going to re-air episodes, including my season, you know, kind of felt nervous. And instantly you go to like any negative thought or image I had anything from then um, of, oh, I wish I would have drank so much or, (laughs) but but it really is fun. You know, I'm seeing the fun side of it because it was such a unique opportunity getting to be the very first and for viewers, because it has continued to be such a sensation all these years. And it's changed, you know, with budget and all of that, what comes along with it. So it's fun. It's fun to reminisce and also to share, you know, my experience. Do you have a lot of vivid memories from your time on the show or in the mansion or anything that like comes to mind? Or does it kind of feel like another life? It definitely feels like another life. 18 years has definitely been (laughs) quite a bit of time for lots of memories from my 20s in general. And, you know, I like to have fun, which everyone will get to see as this re-airs. And so, you know, it is fuzzy, but there are kind of flashes of um, experiences where memories with some of the women who I still remain in touch and friends with and, and great times, you know, with Alex. Yeah, there's, there's lots of great memories. And the, the more, you know, I think about it, the more that pop up and I'm sure I'll end up watching it re-air I've been hesitant, but I think I'm just going to suck it up and watch it. I'll be reminded. Yeah, I got to watch a screener, so I've seen it, and it's super fun. It's super fun. <laughs> I think you can well, handle it. Oh, I hope so. They interviewed my fiance. We're not sure if he'll make the cut, but it was cool for him to be a part of it. And because um, he had never seen the show. He didn't even know I was on the show until our first date. A waitress recognized me, and this was four and a half years ago. So it's been fun for him. Wow. I was going to say, how do you even like bring that up in a conversation? Especially because <laughs> it was a while ago. So yeah, I'm sure people do come up to you sometimes, but not as often as you know now with Instagram and stuff. So it must be wild to decide when, when you're going to have the, I was on the first, I won the first season of The Bachelor. Humble brag. Yeah, exactly. I want a man. It's, it, it wasn't you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not usually a hot date, dating topic, but yeah, sometimes it just works itself out. And I have kind of this, what I find embarrassing, obnoxious laugh. And that's also what will trigger people if they watched it back then as people will come up to me because they've noticed my laugh, which is 
odd. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is probably strange. What about your daughter? She's 10, right? Does she yet have any idea the, what the show even is yet? She is aware. And yes, Chloe is 10 years old, um, you know, going into fifth grade. She found out, I mean, she had been, you know, when this very first kind of came about and she was born, there were a few, where are they now? But I was pretty careful. I kind of pulled back on a lot of opportunities, wanting some privacy and I was consumed with grad school. So she was featured in some publications and then it's like, we didn't really talk about it. And, but her Girl Scout club, they, her friends know about it because their mothers watch the show. (laughs) And so I remember picking her up from Girl Scouts one evening and she's like, remind me you were on a television show. So she hears who knows exactly what, but she's aware I was on TV. She's not too impressed by anything (laughs) I do really at this age. (laughs) I mean, with the way it's going, the show will still be on when her friends start watching it. So (laughs) it'll be really cool in a few more years. It is wild. I have several nieces and a nephew and the brother who I was living with at the time of the show, his youngest was four years old. You know, she's now like 21. And so it's really funny um, because we would like cover her eyes (laughs) when she would come into the room. I noticed some of the women were saying that they didn't even think the show was going to air when you guys were filming it. Did you feel that way too? Oh, a hundred percent. I... I'd never heard of a show like this. You know, it just seemed, oh, I bet this won't even end up making it. It's just a pilot and they're not going to end up doing anything with this. <laughs> but it, I cannot believe the 25th season is coming up. I mean, they definitely have a huge following of fans. Do you still watch at all or no? Can you, or can you not I even? I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't. The last time... I watched, they in fact told me the year. It was 2005. There was a British bachelor because an accent, you know, it's always going to get me. London um, calling, I believe, or something yes, like that. That's exactly it. That was exactly it. You know, it was just fun to see as the budget grew, I would get a little bitter on some of these wonderful vacations. <laughs> Everyone yes. would get to go on all the makeup, all the sponsored clothes. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, the reality is kind of being pulled out of this, I think. Um, and then I'm 41 that I'm old, but I just, I can't quite relate to maybe some of the age ranges that they've been going for. And yeah, I, I haven't kept up with it. Just see commercials every now and then or on an Instagram feed, of course. Yeah. It's hard to avoid in in its entirety. (laughs) It is hard to avoid. Do you like reality TV at all? Or has that, was that like scarred for you? (laughs) <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I love reality TV. I am obsessed with The Real Housewives. Oh, same. New York, Beverly Hills, OC. I mean, I have been from like the beginning watching those and stuck with them through the years. They're great. A lot of Bravo programs I watch. Not all reality. We really have been into Naked and Afraid. We'll even watch it. That's a because everything's blurred out. <laughs> yeah. So no, we're not anti-reality at all. That's a whole different kind of, they do the dating one too, like the dating and afraid, naked, dating naked and stuff like. I I have heard. I haven't seen that one. (laughs) The whole nother kind of reality show. One thing that I also noticed when I was watching is you were so sex positive, which was so cool to see in general, let alone in 2002 when this was airing. Is it something that you like went into the show knowing you were going to be so open about? And are you kind of surprised just because I know you don't keep up with the show, but it's kind of been a narrative now where 
there's been some shaming and only recently did we kind of come around to letting the fantasy suite just like be the fantasy suite and so much emphasis on it. Whereas you were kind of like a pioneer. You probably don't get enough credit because it was so long ago, but you really were. You know, I have always been very open my whole life. Like I have always been someone that I think it helps others find comfort if like the more I'm open about something, it could be helping someone else. And I thankfully was raised in an environment where we didn't have a lot of magazines around and my mom never talked bad about her own body. And so I I never had this perception of you should be this or that. And I do think it's, again, that era, you know, we didn't have a lot of social media. There weren't a lot of comparisons and Photoshop apps or anything like that. And so I am thankful it was in that time. But yeah, I, I think it's great that I was, you know, very open, not realizing how things would be edited and that that became kind of all I was about was disappointing. Because I do think I was kind of cast as this just highly sexual character, which I think that's very healthy to be. Um, I'm definitely not going to deny that I'm not, but that wasn't all it was about. And so that was kind of hard for me to kind of be stuck in that area, which led me also to, you know, where I am now and like in dermatology working with patients because I want everyone to feel good about themselves, especially in such a critical, harsh world. There was not the social media posts available, but there were still blogs and on the website, fans could go to like abc.com and leave all their comments and back and forth. And, you know, I'm, I'm 5'8", 140 pounds, same height and weight as I was then with someone, you know, I think Tristan, I don't even know if she's five feet tall and maybe weighs a hundred pounds and has definitely got a toned ripped body. So the comparison, I mean, even then it was, it was pretty hard at first, but you know, I'm thankful <laughs> for, to be alive and healthy. And I, I just want everyone to be proud of who they are and be themselves. And so I'm, I'm glad I was open um, and, and comfortable the way I was then. So no regrets. There's definitely more obviously now with social media, you see everything, but people were almost could have potentially been meaner back then because there was no repercussions at all. Like you could never figure out like who, for now we, I feel like we can track down those troll Instagram accounts. Like people can kind of see through it. Whereas then it was like you were really hiding if you were going online and saying something, if that makes any sense. Oh, okay, absolutely. Like it was, could have been worse then. People might have been more ruthless then, but there's more of it now. Yeah, that's true. Now there's, you know, possibly a catch and anyone's tough behind a computer, I think. But Do you think you would have gone on the show as if it was the way it was? And I know it's hard to say and you're, you're a fiance and all that stuff, but if you were in your early thirties and the show was kind of more what it is now, do you think you would have even been attracted to it or was more of the unknown at 23 years old kind of what made you even do it? That's a great question. You know, I am really thankful it was the first because at least myself, I think you'll see or have seen, I didn't hold back where having other shows to model after I could have probably altered knowing, because I think we all know what the right answer, what someone wants to hear. And and I think you might get wrapped up more in that. But there was a time after I was divorced, because I was divorced for several years before I met my fiance, where I thought about reaching out to ABC and thought, should we give this a go? Stop Um, it. That's amazing. I I really did. I I was living in in Chanute, finished grad school and was like, how am I going to meet someone? But it is funny because I met my fiance on match.com because I knew I was going to relocate to Kansas City and he lived up here and 
So it's almost, and that's where Alex was um, a spokesman for a while after the show. He ended up working for Match.com. So it's almost like I still thank him. <laughs> yeah, it's weird how that works. <laughs> it is so weird. But yeah, truthfully, with what I have seen, the small clips, I don't think I could handle being like another Bachelorette contestant on a Bachelor series. I, competition is tough. Yeah, it is. It really is. But now there's the spinoffs and the Instagram ads and it's like a whole nother world you're signing up for, whether you know it or you're doing it on purpose. So it's, it's a totally, it's the same show, but it's a different show because the limos, the date cards, the whole thing, it's all still there, but you so much more emphasis on who are these people and why are they really here? Right. I, I know people have seen some fame come from this and that might be a lot of people's intention and that's fine. I think the beauty of our first season is the majority of us did not have an agent, did not have an entertainment background and truly were like, well, this sounds fun. Uh, you know, who knows what could happen? And we're looking for love. Yeah, for sure. For, there was something pure about it. Even with Trista's Bachelor, there's definitely something a little more pure back then, but it's, it's entertaining either way. I like both versions, the old <laughs> version with the more pure and now, you know, these people, they, they make good TV. They were cast for a reason. We got to give That's them That's right. It is definitely entertainment across the board. You mentioned on the reunion that you last spoke to Alex like six years ago. Um, and I was surprised that he didn't want to do any sort of catch up. Part of me was surprised. Part of me wasn't just because he was kind of, like you said, match.com. He was in the public for a while. And then he just must have been like, all right, I'm really done with this. Yeah. I, you know, when we met on the show, he has this really impressive background. And I didn't realize how driven he was for entertainment until after the show. And, and that's okay, but he really wanted to go for it and had some opportunities and which kind of led us apart ultimately with where we were going in life. And so for him to not come back, I am surprised, but realistically, if if you've heard, he didn't get a lot of credit. I mean, I, he's been hit pretty hard with some judgments over the years and comparisons. And I, I don't feel like he was supported well enough. And I I think it is also admirable that here he's married and I saw pictures of him and his children that were shared to me recently. And oh, beautiful. And I'm so happy for him. It shows that there is life outside of Instagram just because I can't track him down doesn't mean he's not happy and healthy and living his life. (laughs) You know, it is impressive how hidden he is. I mean, it was almost, I was telling my family, like, you know, it has been six years since I've heard from him. And you know, after a while, out of respect, probably you do let go of these relationships, but you do kind of wonder a little bit inside your gut. Is he okay? Like, do you know he's still okay? Happy to hear he's okay. (laughs) He is. He's okay. And I I think just happy with his life. And that's great. How long did you guys even date after the show? Like a year? We did date a year. You bet. Um, I, you know, after it wrapped and it was like the end of February, we had a full month where we were kept apart because we couldn't leak anything until they finished the edits and aired the show. So it was really almost two months, I guess. Uh, They snuck us away to Cabo um, for, I don't know if it was even a week, um, to see each other. And then I moved to California. I stayed with my cousin. I think I was there a couple months and just could not plant my feet. I couldn't figure out what I was going to do for a job because I'm a normal human. I have bills it didn't feel right. Kind of the entertainment, you know, I, I was flattered, like Playboy offered me something. And then I'm like, that's not the route I want with my life. And 
So a Kansas City radio station that I have always been fond of offered me a job as a DJ and could be on the morning show a little bit. And so I came back home and we maintained a long distance relationship for almost, well, I guess at, at that it would have been 10 months. So I think we did rather well. Yeah, 10 months is longer than a lot of the couples now. So you guys should get more credit <laughs> for the first one. You bet, especially, yeah, Kansas City. He was he moved to Brentwood, California and was living there. And we would alternate whether he'd come stay in Kansas City a few weeks or I'd go to California or if there was some opportunity, usually media related, we'd go to New York and, and that was kind of our year. Wow, justice for you guys. You, you need more credit. You were just longer than yeah. we all thought. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I know that you work now um, as a dermatology nurse practitioner. I was looking at your second Instagram that you have about skincare and sun protection and all that. Was oh, that something you've you. always been passionate about or how did that become like your focus? Well, a combination of things, you know, with my experience on the show, wanting still to make people feel good and promote good, healthy body image. But also that year the show aired, I was diagnosed with skin cancer and had to have it surgically removed. And that was a big eye opener because I am fair skinned, but I definitely had my time with baby oil and iodine, mm. you know, anything I could do to try and get this body tan. And, and so just becoming aware of sun, health, sun protection and then skin health, um, I became very passionate about. And so when I went to grad school and became a nurse practitioner, I knew I wanted to specialize in, in dermatology. And I had a wonderful mentor that helped guide me. And so, yep, that's what I currently do. Practice a clinic here in Kansas City. Have you ever had a patient recognize you from the show? I have had several. Really? Oh my God. I feel yes. like that must be a weird experience for them too. Just be like, wait, why do I know this girl? I know. Because you know, either by the end of the visit, they'll say something, even the drug reps will notice and then word gets out and then they all come in. I didn't know, or yeah, I remember watching you. It's funny. They keep making the program and usually they show highlights at some point or someone writes a where are they now. So it does keep it, I think, awake, although yeah. it's been 18 years. Um, yeah. And Kansas City, it's, I love, love Kansas City, it, but it does have a small town feel. So it's a smaller pond. You, everyone does tend to know everyone. That's so funny. I, they showed the promo for the first season in the show of uh, the episode. And it was like The Bachelor, a true, true love story. And it was just so like <laughs> corny. And I was just laughing because now it's like over the top with the people crying and the sex talk and like everything is so like trying to prove and prove itself over and over again. Whereas the original idea was just a true, true love story. Like it's some fairy tale. <laughs> and there's a pretty woman date, the whole thing. I mean, it was like. So oh, cute. yes. Yep. Shannon State was so great. I know I did. I was like, oh my gosh, she gets that jewelry. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I just, yeah, that's awesome. And so you said you, you're in touch with some of the girls. Do you guys just every once in a while you catch up? We do. We stay in touch. Thankfully for Facebook, of course, we, I think there's at least a dozen of us that keep in touch. And we talk about when, when it's safe and we're able to, we want to have a reunion. We used to get together shortly after the show aired and, and I found a whole bunch of pics and I even put them on my Instagram that were taken after the show of us just all hanging out and drinking, of course. And of course. <laughs> um, so we just have this special bond and the beauty of our season and why I would probably not want to go back later. We all got along. You know, we, I remember Shannon was my roommate and we'd help each other pick out clothes for the date, help curl each other's hair. And we were all genuinely excited for each other to go out with the same guy. 
Which is crazy, but it is crazy. It did. I'm thankful because I I have three older brothers and I quit a sorority. I just, I thought living with 24 other women, that's going to be the nightmare, but it, it was really fun. I was taken back when you had someone like Rhonda, like saying things like, I'm not here to make friends and here for the wrong reasons, right reasons. Like people have been saying this since the show started. It, that's, it just goes <laughs> to tell you that it really hasn't changed that much. They just got better clothes. Oh, funny. The clothes, the clothes. Yes. I would love to have had a stylist. That, that's going to be the funny and cringy part is looking at my early 2000s fashion. But there were some that had had agents, you know, even back then that had heard about the show and weren't just kind of approached. And so I, I remember that. I remember vividly her um, and a few others having those kind of concerns because they were really excited to meet someone. And and he was really charming. And you don't see the best of everyone in these kind of edited programs, but he was very likable. And I mean, something that they also don't do anymore. He had, what, two degrees and a job? They don't necessarily have that anymore either. (laughs) I know. I mean, you you want to talk about reality. It's like, how are you going to pay those bills without sponsored by photos? He was actually an eligible bachelor. Yes. He had a great degree. So So funny. Um, Well, before I let you go, is there any other like memories that just pop into your head, your your best, your like most vivid or favorite time on the show, one of the dates or just being in the house of the girls? There's really nothing in particular that stands out. I mean, I laugh to myself often. I can't remember if it was a date with Shannon or Trista, but I remember sitting in the living room. I think almost everyone was in the living room waiting for them to come back from their alone date. And because we would grill each other, like, did you kiss? That's what we wanted to get down to. And and how we were like excited when we also wanted that kiss. You know, it's just so bizarre because that's just not how I think women work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, I mean, it is nice and we need more support of each other. But um, yeah, you know, things like that just kind of pop into my head. But, you know, nothing specific. I think so much time has passed. It's all just kind of hazy memories. <laughs> yeah. Very fair. I always, I ask every bachelor alumnus that has kids the dreaded question of, your kid coming to you in 10 years from now, however old, and being like, mom, I'm going to go on The Bachelor. Like, what would you even say? <laughs> I think you could get her oh. in. <laughs> oh, you think I might have an, an easy chance? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I know. I've, I have some beautiful nieces, but thankfully, it seems like they're all settling down because I thought, I'm like, I can make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, it, it works for some people. That's right. It can work for some. And I think that's what keeps keeps the hope alive is that it has like Trista has such a beautiful family. It's amazing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the Trista and Ryan of it all, it, they can always go back to that. Maybe that's why you guys don't get enough credit because Trista and Ryan kind of get all the credit to be. Even yeah, they should. They should. They continue to put in the, the time. <laughs> so funny. Well, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. This was so, so fun to get to hear this perspective. Well, yes. Thanks for having an interest. I, I really appreciate it. Of course. Is there anything else you want the Us Weekly, Us Weekly listeners to know about what you're up to now, where they can find you and all that fun stuff? Oh, definitely. Well, I'm a big fan of skin health and you can follow me on Instagram, Amanda Marsh Caldwell or Amanda Caldwell Derm for more tips on healthy skin. Love it. Thank you. Thank you guys for tuning in to another week of Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast, Here for the Right Reasons. We will be back next week with 
whatever breaking news comes our way, you know we're always on top of it. Please tweet me at Sarah Heron. Let me know who you want me to reach out to to try to hear from. Maybe we got some more OGs coming through. Who knows? We just never know. But thank you for tuning in and don't forget to leave a five-star review on iTunes. See you next week.